Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, my friends. Today, I am here with Shasta, who is a chemical engineer by profession, but has a passion for travel and photography. As long as she can remember, she's had the urge to travel to every corner of the world. She started dating her husband in university, and a year after they started dating, he moved to Halifax for five years. Rather than traveling back and forth to see each other, they decided to meet in different places around the world. Over time, they started to document their travels on Instagram and slowly improved their photography skills together. COVID put traveling on hold for a little bit, but now Shasta will soon be a mom for the first time. The hope is that the baby girl who is, will have an adventurous spirit just like her parents. Hello, Shasta, how are you? I have to say, kind of feel like we're soul sisters already. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, thank you for joining us, first of all. And sure. we are- both here in Calgary, Alberta, which is kind of ironic since we both have uh, seem to have gypsy souls and traveling in our blood. Um, my question for you, okay, so are you currently working as a chemical engineer? Are you still working? Are you doing like full-time travel Instagram influencer life? I wish I was a full-time traveler, but no, <laughs> I am still working. Um, I started working as a chemical engineer about 10 years ago, and I've been kind of at the same company. It got bought out at a point and just moved over to the new one. And so I actually really do love my job. Uh, I did my master's in chemical engineering, so I don't think I'm going to get out of it anytime yeah, It's not really the kind of job that you just <laughs> drop. And, no. and I feel it kind of like also as someone has a, a master's degree invested in their education, you really need to, you really gotta be committed to make that step because you've invested in your in your career, obviously, and, totally. and a great career at that. So you, have you always had this, like when did you start to love to travel? Has it always been a part of your life for your parents travelers? When did yes, that- my parents were huge travelers. Like whenever I talked to my mom, I was always like, oh yeah, we've been there and we've been there. and. I think before I was 10, we'd been to like five or six different countries. Cool. And in my household, it was pretty normal to run out of pages in your passport. So I know my dad every couple of years was getting a new passport. And like, I had one by the time I was a month old. Amazing. And so we just kind of went everywhere as a family. And it just seemed so normal. Like we never, I don't think I ever went to BC or like anywhere in Canada. I was always like, oh yeah, we're just going to go to South Africa for this week. And oh my God, we love this over. Yeah, it was. And I think it really made me develop that wanderlust, I guess. And it just always stuck with me that, I don't know, you save some money, you go travel and that's what you do with it. Yep. And that was about it. So cool. So then you met your husband and where did yeah. you meet him? So we actually knew each other for quite a while when we were younger. We had like family friends. Okay. My parents lived down the street from each other and so I used fun. to actually hate him <laughs> but over over time we started to kind of become friends and had some mutual friends and uh, I think in my second year of university and his second year of med school we started kind of dating but it 
took a bit of a weird turn because he left and went to Halifax for five years after his third year of med school, which was hard, but that also fueled our travel for Pat or our passion for travel a little bit more. Cause then and we were so like, he well, always had that too. Then he had, he did. had prior. So you didn't have to introduce him to that. It was already there. No, our first trip was actually like our grad trip together. Somehow we just managed to meet up in Bali, <laughs> but it was, it was planned, not planned, but uh, we just happened to be going to the same place. I'm like, I guess if you're there, like we might as well hang out for a bit. So I was traveling with five girls and he was traveling with like seven or eight guys. And we met up in Bali and it was, it was pretty fun. And from there we were like, well, there's no point in spending like a thousand dollars flying to Halifax. Why don't we just double that and fly to Paris or somewhere else exciting. So cool. Okay. So he was in Halifax for, did you say for five years? Five years. Yeah. And so during that time, what are some of the trips that you guys would meet up on? Where would you go? Uh, so we went to Portugal. We went to Turkey. We went to Paris. Where else did we go? Uh, Mexico, like Hawaii, New York, a bunch of times, Seattle, kind of all over the place. We would just, I know like I was working in the field, so I was on week off, week off, a week on week off shifts. And so it was almost like every month I was hopping on a plane to go somewhere else. And then the other weeks I was flying up to site. And so I was just never home, but I was. So your was air miles are wild through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was really good at packing bags. Like it was I just so. Yeah. Luckily field clothes and travel clothes were not the same. So I could just do laundry in between. Yeah. Okay. So where is your favorite place in the world? Like your biggest travel recommendation? So that's a hard one because I think my favorite place might not be everyone else's favorite place, but for us, it was India. It was our last trip before COVID. And I don't know if that's why it kind of stuck in our hearts so much, but I think the biggest reason was we actually had no expectations. Like we both thought we were going to hate it, but we were like, it's really pretty. Let's just give it a shot. It's a place we have to go before having kids. Cause how do you take a child to India? Mm-hmm. And we I'm got there. Joking. That's, that's the reason I went to, I traveled through India this summer that I started dating my husband, but not with him. Cause the trip was already planned. And I was like, I need, I'm getting old. I need to go somewhere <laughs> where I'm not going to be able to take my kids. And India was the place. I think we kind of have yeah. that in our mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we got there and like, it was chaos. It was definitely a lot of things going on. And like, we, we are Indian, but like, you can tell from a mile away that we're not from India. Like (laughs) there was no fooling any of those people. (laughs) And we would just be like, yeah, we're like, we're born and raised in Delhi. And they were just like, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. Where are you guys from? Like, okay, we're from Canada. (laughs) But, um, it just like once you kind of put that chaos aside it was just like fantastic like we kind of like go of any notion of like this is how things should be and just whatever like some local would be like hey you want to go check out this really pretty spot on a hill and we'd be like yeah sure why not and like I probably have to pay him a dollar but yeah it really didn't matter and it was just so easy to get around and it was so fun and like the culture and the food it was, I don't know if you felt the same way, but my, my experience in India was I, I went in like very naive. I was just like, well, I haven't been there yet. And, and I'm, we're going to get into your Instagram in a few minutes, <laughs> but I was like, and I didn't even have an Instagram account back then. I was like, I haven't been there yet, but I'd love to get a picture at the Taj Mahal. 
that's like basically my <laughs> like reason for going. So my girlfriend and I went, we ended up getting really sick because we did like the thing you're not supposed to do. And like, when you go to a country where most of the people are vegetarians, you probably shouldn't like eat meat on an airplane. And I ate meat on an airplane and ended up being like very ill. I don't know if that's what it's from, but um, it was a great weight loss program for me at the time. <laughs> so it kind of hindered a little bit of my travel because I, I was down and out for a bit, but it was a very cool experience. And it was one of those places, the reason that I went is because I didn't think I would go back there with kids. But then I learned along the way that like we've lived all over with our kids and we were living in the Congo. And once we were there, I was like, we should take the kids to India because it's actually probably very similar to where we're living now. <laughs> and, and I'd love a family picture in front of uh, the Taj Mahal. So anyways, there are, there are things that we just end up finding ourselves places that maybe we, we didn't think we would. And then you end up loving them and people say, really, that's your yeah. favorite place, but it's the experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, a uh, it was definitely some organized chaos and it was, it was just so cool. It was one of those places. And like, I, we actually found it very easy to take photos there, which was very shocking. Like if you were up early, there was no people around. Like, I don't know if Indians love to sleep in, but <laughs> And then there'd be like times where we're at a place they'd be like, oh, you guys are taking a photo. Okay. And like some like kid would just run up and down and be like, everyone move out of the way. And we were like, what is happening? Like, you don't have to do that. That's okay. We'll use Photoshop. And he's like, no, everyone move. And then he come ask for like a dollar and we're like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't okay, so I want to talk about your picture taking skills because, okay, your Instagram account is wild. It looks like it's a travel magazine and it is <laughs> stunning. And that's why actually, as you know, that's how I found you. And then when I found out you were from Calgary, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so have you always been able to take pictures? Did you have to take photography classes? How did you get your Instagram account to look like that? I need to know like everything in that realm because I was having some major like envy of your page. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So I've always been into photography and my, my dad was also into photography. And so I think that's kind of, where I got it from so I remember like our first trip to Africa my parents we were packing and I was like I want an SLR and they were just like what are you gonna do with that and like back then an SLR was like fairly expensive and so they were like okay we'll buy it for you if you promise to use it and I think I filled up like five memory cards of photos of elephants yeah. <laughs> they were just like okay this is not what we expected but sure and I never really took a course or anything but like I I've kind of like tried to meet a few photographers in Calgary and like see what we can learn from them but kind of our second year of dating I bought I'm on a camera because we'd always go on trips and I'd always want to take photos and then he'd get bored and he'd be like oh let's get moving and I was like no I'm taking photos and then I was like okay let me buy you a camera and then like you can kind of take part in it and we actually originally had our own Instagrams and so I was working on mine and he was kind of working on the couple one and we would just take photos of places and kind of compare and see how things turned out. And then eventually we just found people liked couple photos and like that sort of thing. It was getting too hard to manage two Instagrams. And he took a few courses on like just editing and stuff like that. And I think that's really the game changer is how you edit the photos. Right. Um, if you see some of the befores, they're not quite as nice, but it kind of worked like in we would bounce ideas off of each other so 
my job is to like scout the locations, come up with poses, plan our outfits and kind of compose the photo. And then he takes it and edits it afterwards and kind of works on the feed and like makes everything look nice and aesthetically pleasing. But um, yeah, no, no real courses, just slowly learning over time. If you scroll way back, you'll see how bad we were in the beginning. I love that about Instagram though. Like some people delete their old stuff and it, like, no, you have to leave it because it shows how you grow up. If someone cares enough yeah. to scroll back, it shows your growth, which is really cool. And I'm also thinking yeah. like your husband must be really patient and so smart of you to get him into <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to do. Cause I'm just thinking that if I told my husband like, Oh, we're going to go look at this and he'd be like, thank God you planned something. Because usually when we're traveling, he's like the researcher who plans what he wants to go see or what he wants us to see. But I'm just imagining me telling him like, okay, this is what you have to wear. And then he would be like, what the hell is going on here? I think, I think in the beginning it was kind of like more just me planning my own outfits and like, like the engineer in me makes an Excel spreadsheet for every trip that we're going on. Love it. And it's like every like sunrise location. But like, I know that if we do like a sunrise on one day, like the next day we have to sleep in because Aman would just not be okay with waking up early, like two days in a row. Mm -hmm. So I like plan it all out being like, this is where we're taking sunrise photos. This is where we're taking sunset photos. And then in the middle of the day, generally we kind of avoid taking photos and actually enjoy our vacations a little bit. Um, and then like I found I was planning my outfits and he just kind of was like oh what should what should I wear and I was like well, do you want me to tell you what to wear? <laughs> he was like yeah, I don't know like this is what I'm packing if you just want to put it in for the days for me because I think he just found it was like well yeah I wake you have up to kind of match like you can't have one of you in this like you can't be like totally dressed up and him like show up in like scrub scrubby yeah, kind of clothes, exactly. right well, and I'd like wake up in the morning. I'd be like, oh, this is what I plan to wear today. So this is what I'm wearing. And like, it matches with the background. He's like, that seems so easy. Like, can you just yeah. put in my clothes too? I was I like, yeah, I gauge like when I, when we're traveling, like I'll look at what Kevin's wearing and I'm like, oh, we're going to go somewhere nice today. And I'll like <laughs> put on like a nice dress. Whereas if he's like totally cash, then you wear something more casual because it's just weird. Otherwise, like when yeah. you go for dinner and you're all mismatched. You kind of totally. got to read the room, right? So oh, yeah, you do that for your photos. And I'm pretty lucky that like I'm on loves, like I think he actually loves clothes more than I do. <laughs> so a lot of the time, like I'll come home, he'll be like, oh, I saw this dress and I like wanted to get it for you. Like, do you like it? I was like, I, I do. Thank nice. you. And like, he just loved shopping and dressing up nice. So I've never really had like an issue with telling him what to wear or anything. He's always on board to look good, which is kind of nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the hidden challenges that you would say as a travel influencer that people don't always get or don't expect? Um, so I think the, the hardest one for us is just being so open about our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never really been the kind of person who shares everything on social media or even, I don't know, I guess on Facebook prior to Instagram. And I find that there are so many influencers out there that like they show up with their face every single day and they're sharing like today I put on two different socks by accident oh, yeah. and, you know, that's, to me that all seems really silly <laughs> yeah and uh our day-to-day -day lives are us going to work that's not right anything exciting and I find that like sometimes if you have a bad day and you're still just like people are still messaging you 
you're still trying to post to be like, oh, look at this beautiful sunset or like, this is what we did. Or often we kind of save stories and post them for quiet days. And I, even my mom sometimes is like, are you in bath? I'm like, no, I'm at work. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yep. I find that like, even in the last year, like we've had a few like hardships with families and sicknesses and a lot of people share all that on Instagram and we've kind of shied away from that, which makes us less relatable. And I, I do kind of know that and maybe we need to be more vulnerable, but it's just not us. And I find that like a lot of that oversharing is it, it is what helps people kind of get to know the people better, but it's just the hardest part for us, I think. And I don't love being so open about our lives or this is where we are at this moment. Like sometimes it's weird. You'll, you'll post something and a few minutes later, someone will come up and be like, I just saw you on Instagram. And you're like, Oh, that's Super weird. Not me. <laughs> yeah. It's not my personality to like talk to that many people outside, like generally a quiet engineer that keeps myself. So that's been, that's been the hardest part. Right. And I think you just have to do what you're comfortable with. Um, I am married to an engineer, so I can appreciate <laughs> that personality and those spreadsheets. And my husband and I have not 100% opposite personalities, but in that way, like he is so private, doesn't want anything online. And I can live my life online very comfortably. And I'm an oversharer. Like I, so he, we have to be conscious of each other, we'll say. So that probably helps balance me out because I, <laughs> if I had my way, everyone would know everything all the time and it would probably be too much. So he's conscious of that in allowing tolerance for more sharing than he's comfortable with. And I'm conscious of not sharing everything. Like I'm not like, Hey, Kevin's in the bathroom. Let's go for an Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, yeah. we make it work. Totally. So and I, like, I do find those stories where we are a little bit more like relatable and personable. People do respond a lot more. And I think even just that, like, I find it mentally exhausting to respond. Like th there's times where like, we'll go somewhere and we'll get 50 or 60 people to respond to one story. And I really do try to respond to everyone. And most of the time people are generally pretty nice, but sometimes you're just like, that's just mean. Like, yeah. you realize that I'm, I'm a human too. Like, I don't, I don't know if you need to say that or people just have comments and it, it gets kind of hard and gets kind of tiring when I'm like, this is, this is not my job. And weirdly enough, my job has no idea that we have an Instagram. Oh, you so are trying to very lucky for that because sometimes yeah. that can create some issues yeah. um, depending on, you know what I mean, what you're posting or whatever, but yeah, that, that is a, a fine line. I think that uh, people who maybe are influencers as their day job, can really post whatever they want yeah. and, and people who aren't have to be more like cautious of that or when they're posting or whatever. Right. Totally. So, and I think schedules of posts and at your work, if they did know, they would be like, are you in bath? I like, no, I'm in my office. That's a schedule post. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I, I think a couple of people have found it that I work with that are like younger and they're like, Oh, I didn't know you had it. And I'm like, Shh, don't say yeah. Not on the DL. But, um, I, and I think it's just also like trying to keep that professional presence mm -hmm. on our Instagram. Like we, we are two professional people and I don't know what Instagram will be like in 10 years and what we will be like in 10 years. And I think just like, there are some posts that could do better. Like we could probably be a bit more provocative or show a bit more skin, but that's not an area that we're going to go into because 
at the end of the day, if my manager saw that, that would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah, are beautiful. You have like magazine <laughs> stuff. We're going to, we're going to put obviously your Instagram in the show notes for people to check out, but let's talk about what's coming because you have some major, major life change happening, like in yeah. the very, very near future. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, what's, so, what's under your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can only see the chubby face right now, but uh, 36 weeks pregnant, which was a bit of a shocker at my prenatal appointment today when she was like, do you know the signs of labor and what you should go in for? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> but like already? <laughs> like, yeah. No. Um, so yeah, we're expecting our first baby girl in our due date is July 16th, but I guess any day now. Day now. So what do you anticipate that will look like or do to your travel? Well, I've had lots of people tell us that traveling with one newborn is easy and very possible. And so we plan on making up for the year and a half of lost travel with this little baby girl. Um, I'm taking probably about 14 months of mat leave. Nice. And Amon gets like a reasonable amount of vacation. So the plan is to just take off as much as we can with her before, I don't know, maybe having two and it getting harder to pack one up. Yeah. Do you have any big travel plans for after the baby? So Toronto, which is like not big, but we are hopefully this week booking some flights to Hawaii in November. And that'll be our first international trip since we went to India and February of 2020. Um, and then kind of like bucket list items are Greece and France. And then Aman really thinks we can make it to the Maldives again. So oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. So we'll see if we can, I don't know whether that like 36 hour flight with a newborn, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm a you little... know what? A newborn is, I mean, it's all hard because it's new, but in hindsight, the newborn stage is actually really easy to travel because they eat and they sleep and it's, it's harder for you, obviously, because you don't get your lap, but what is tricky is when they're in that busy, like a year and a half or just over a year, cause they want to move and they want to crawl, but you're like, no, you have to sit on my lap because you don't have your own seat. Um, and then I'm doing that while pregnant, like having one on your lap and one in your belly. That's a little bit more challenging. So you just do all those flights um, when you have a newborn because that, and all I can think of, because I know your Instagram feed is like, I can't wait to see those, like you're going to have like baby pictures in there and yeah. Or is that something you're going to do? Are you going to like, will you have your baby on Instagram? No, we've, we've talked about it. And like, actually it was kind of weird for the first five months we hit our pregnancy from Instagram because we were just like, this isn't our brand. This isn't. We are, we're just travel people. But then with COVID, it was, there wasn't really much else going on. So we were like, all right, let's just, let's just share it and see how it goes. And a few people started to be like, ah, you look like you kind of have a belly. And I was like, no, <laughs> I just ate a lot. <laughs> um, but, and like, it has, it definitely has resulted in, I would say like a shift of followers. We, we lost a few in the beginning and then we've started to gain a lot more like mamas who have been asking like, are you guys planning on traveling? And we're like, we, we definitely are. I think the baby will be in photos. Um, it's one of those hard things where you're like, the, she doesn't get to consent to be on social media. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's not the life that she wants, but I guess at this point we get to decide for her. And yeah. um, 
whether Another, or not her face is showing or what it is, we'll, we'll kind of decide that as we go along, yeah, but out as you go. yeah, definitely going to try and rebrand a little bit as like family travel and a little less crazy adventures. We probably won't hike up some mountains that we used to. Yeah. But You'd be surprised. Which will. is funny because how we, I said, my, my husband is quite private. And when we were doing all this crazy traveling with the kids, we never had them in any of our travel pictures because he didn't want that um, yeah. kind of for the same reasons as you're saying. And it's actually like, I, I would say no regrets and it's not a regret because I have some pictures with them, but like I have the coolest photos that I wish they would have been in because it would be such great memories. Totally. And now that my kids are old enough, they're like, I want to be in the picture, please let me. Um, and I was like, shame all those years and all those countries I kept you out of the photos. <laughs> and now they're like, all about it uh so I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing um to see how you evolve as a brand and as a, a traveling family because it's something that I'm myself am very passionate about so yeah. I'm going to ask you some of our wine women and well-being questions are you ready yeah okay if you could sit down have a conversation or a glass of wine with one woman whether she be living or not living who would you like to sit down with uh, so I have two and I think um, my first one is Emma Watson okay and I know it's kind of a weird one but like I find that she really uses her celebrity status to be like a strong woman and voice her view and she put in so much time and effort into the empowerment of women and when you listen to the things she actually says she actually has like a means to an end I find a lot of people are like there needs to be more women in power and there needs to be more of us and people need to stand up for women and you're like okay but how and she actually has a lot of actions that people can do like starting from youth and she's just been a great advocate for something like that and she took her celebrity status to not be just another celebrity mm -hmm. but to actually try and make a change in the world and I just find that super cool I also love Harry Potter so it'd be like a two for one <laughs> <laughs> okay who's your other one you said you had two yeah, and the other one is that Sheryl Sandberg. So it was actually just this year on like Women's Day, my work did this whole Women's Day thing and they put up a whole bunch of quotes from that book, Lean In. And I was like, you know what, I need to read this. And I read it and I was just like, holy smokes, I am doing so many things that I never realized that I was kind of stepping back from the table and being a female in engineering, you never want to be like seen as aggressive or... I don't know, be that kind of overpowering person. And I think that was my, how I used to feel. And after reading that book, I was like, no, I like deserve to have a voice. I don't care if people find me aggressive. And it also kind of made me realize that she went through like the generations of her grandma, kind of this is how she grew up with like what women's rights were like back then. And then her mother and her and like how far the world has come. But I always thought we were doing pretty good with having a few females in power. And like, I know at my work, we have a bunch of women who are higher up and I was thought that was fantastic, but I never really thought of it as like, no, it should be at least 50, 50. Or if there's a, a point where it is 90% women and 10% men, that doesn't matter because at any point where it's 90% men and 10% women, nobody thinks twice about it. Right. And it really shifted my perspective on it. And I think reading it, it gave me a lot of things that like I want to instill in my daughter 
And I used to be super shy and quiet. And it just, it actually was, I wouldn't say like for lack of better word, life-changing, <laughs> but it was definitely a book that opened my eyes. And I just think she'd be a really cool person to meet and have a glass of wine with. Okay. I, I haven't read that one yet, but now I'm like, I got to get the audio book while I'm like running around my house. I could just listen to it. Yeah, what it's is, fantastic. What is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? So this one's hard. I, I'm not very good at self-care or well-being. Um, I think pre-pregnancy, it was a glass of wine, <laughs> a glass of wine and Grey's Anatomy. And that was like a kind of reset in my mind. Um, but for me, I think it really is just getting out and some, getting some fresh air. Like I find, and I find that like when I'm kind of caught up in life and things are starting to become too much, I mean, I'm on take a drive to Kananaskis out of cell phone reach and really just reset and kind of appreciate how beautiful life is. And sometimes it's minus 40 when we do that and we just go sit in our car. car. Yeah. Yeah. Sit in the car and stare at some mountains. And it really is just a reset for me. And I, I think just with like school, I mean, with work, and then I also did school for a little bit. And then with our Instagram, life's just too crazy to like not appreciate those small moments. And just some fresh air is, is my biggest self-care practice. Perfect. Um, so you told us about the book Lean In. Do you have any other favorite books or podcasts that you read? <laughs> so I'm not much of a reader after having read so many textbooks. They're just fair enough. It's not for me. Um, it definitely, if I had to pick a favorite book, it'd be Harry Potter, which is kind of where Emma Watson comes back in. Um, but I recently discovered the Wellness Mama podcast. Oh. Um, and it's this, this mom who just kind of interviews a whole bunch of different people and different doctors and it has been really interesting to me she talks a lot about the environment and my undergrad uh, minor was environmental engineering and so I find there's just some really interesting things in there so my long pregnancy walks are kind of sponsored by the wellness mama project and perfect I like listening to her what does sisterhood mean to you uh, I think it to me, it's kind of the love and support of those around you. Uh, a little bit tricky one for me, because growing up in an Indian household, it was always, well, if you got this grade, like, what did this person get? And like, you were always compared against other people. And I realized kind of into adulthood that that is not the best way to be. And that is not actually like that is against sisterhood and there is no reason why we can't all succeed. And I think for me, it's just really empowering each other. And I found in the last few years, that was kind of a shift in my mentality at work instead of being like, oh, this person did a really good job. I have to do better. It was like, no, congratulate that person for doing a really good job and learn what they did and then help them be better. But that makes yourself better. Yes. And that's kind of been something that I've been working on myself for a little bit. And I find sometimes even my mom's still like, oh, what is this person doing? I was like, it doesn't really matter. Like <laughs> if they need something from me that can make them a better person, I'm happy to help. But that's kind of what sisterhood means to me is just being there and loving the people around you and trying to get everyone to be the best version of themselves. And if you could give any advice to your 16-year-old self, what would you say? 
I think my 16 year old self was a very quiet, awkward, nerdy person in school. <laughs> and I was super shy and didn't love tech- talking to people. And in the last kind of five years, I've really tried to shift that. And I think if I could tell myself back then to take every opportunity you get, that would be it. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Don't, don't pass on. I'm sure there was tons of missed things and I have no regrets on how my life turned out, but even something like this, if you had asked me five years ago, I would have straight up said, no, I don't feel comfortable, but you never know where something will lead and what things will open for you. And meeting people is actually fantastic. And so just take every opportunity you get, try not to say no and see where, see where things lead. I think that's fantastic advice. And I just want to thank you for joining us. You did a great job. So you could tell your five years ago self that you should <laughs> like embrace it. Um, so thank you for sharing your story with us. And I very much look forward to seeing how you, uh, how you navigate through your, through your journey, becoming a new mom and a traveling family. Yeah. And it's so nice to hear from you that you have traveled with your family. So that gives me hope. I oh, was, yeah. All kinds I was of worried that it comes to an end, but hopefully it's no, not. <laughs> no, it, I promise you it does not need to come to an end. And then I think that I would just say embrace the crazy because it's, it might get there if you're traveling with kids, <laughs> but those crazy moments make for the best stories once you're on the other side of them. <laughs> that's, that's good advice. I will remember that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Shasta. Thank you. It's nice Bye. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.